podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from Fantasy Football Scout as we look ahead to Fantasy Premier League Game Week 27. It's team selection time as FPL General reveals his thoughts and plans for the upcoming game week. My name is Joe. Mark, welcome. How are you? I'm good, Joe. Good to be back. Hope mm. you had a nice week off. Yes. Um, I could probably do with a week off after a, a frustrating game week, but good to be here and looking forward to chatting through plans for this upcoming game week and maybe the next couple of game weeks as well indeed indeed and uh, welcome to those who are joining us in the live chat we usually record this and then put this out as a recorded video but it's a live stream this time because uh, uh, mark is available at one o'clock um so those that are joining us in the live chat chris matthew peter uh, andrew um and many more um thanks a lot for joining us um do let us know that you can see and hear us all fine um just in the in the live chat because uh, as ever uh, we are restreaming this um live on twitter as well um obviously you can't join in on the live chat there so do look on youtube um but um uh, uh, as a result of that, I can't have any playback reception. So um, do let us know whether you can see and hear us so that me and Mark know that we are not just talking uh, to each other there. Um, also, uh, yeah, Alan has joined the live chat. Let's talk vinyl as well as Jamie. Uh, Alan says loud and clear. That is great news. Thank you so much. Uh, just a reminder before we go on, do press that like button and do subscribe as well. So you up to date with all our latest videos and podcasts. And also check out fantasyfootballscout.co.uk for all the latest membership offers. Okay. Um, okay. Let's start with having a look and how you're doing so far. Um, I'll, put your, I'll put your team up on the screen, Mark. You're on 53 points, one year uh, older than I am. <laughs> I was 52 this week. I had my birthday, um, but uh, I'm also on 53. Sadly, I've missed out on getting some. I'm hoping Ariola gets a minus one for me, so I get 52 points. But you're on 53. Um, do you want to run us through your team and you quickly your, your sort of stars and flops? <laughs> Yeah, a team of flops mainly. Played happy birthday, Joe. Hope it, hope it was a good one. Um, yes. I, I wonder, I often wonder, will I still be playing this goddamn game when I'm 53? But uh, we'll see. We'll see how things go. I thought that I when I was like, your age when I started. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm 53 at the moment, the way the way FPL's going the last few weeks. But yeah, overall, uh, I, I took a minus eight going into this game week, which I don't often do. Pretty sure it's my first minus eight mm. of the season. Darwin, Jota and Gusto made way for Pau Torres, fantastic. Uh, Huang Hee Chan, fantastic. <laughs> and Oli Watkins came back in, so at least Watkins did something. So transfer didn't go very well. We had the, the team news about Kevin De Bruyne. So initially Kevin De Bruyne was going to be in my starting 11, but I just benched him uh, and put Solanke into the 11. So that worked out. Got two points that I, that I would have missed out on otherwise. So... Yeah, team of flops. The double Arsenal clean sheet wipeout was extremely painful. Out for dinner with my wife, keeping an eye on the TV in the corner and seeing that late goal. Um, almost, almost choked on my, on my, on my meal. Uh, Partores off at half time. Estupin and benched again. Garnacho when I needed him most didn't do anything. Uh, Huang blanks. Uh, points came from Foden, Saka. Captain Haaland got the assist, but again, a lot of a lot of missed chances from Haaland, which was frustrating. So it'll be a red arrow. I was 51k. I'll probably finish around 70k. So I've kind of been, I was looking back at my season since game week 16. I think I was 66k and I'm going to end up back there. So I've I've gone nowhere fast and um, just kind of hoping the season takes off in the near future. Yeah, I mean, I, I the way I look at that, though, because I'm, I'm in a similar position, I'm sort of hovering around the 50k mark i could be 70k by the end of the week by next week um, and i've been hovering around that sort of 50 to 100k for quite a long time but the way i look at it is i'm sort of maintaining that rank where you're you're in touching distance of a really good rank and perhaps winning mini leagues and as well i've seen many people with teams where they've over you know oh disastrous month i've gone from 30k to 300k and that type of thing so i look at them and i think and, and you should as well and think, well, you know, I'm hovering around 60, 70K. I'm quite happy with that at the moment. 
Yeah, and I mean, it's fine margins. I was um, I was, I was always going to end up on a Wolves attacker, I think, because of the Sheffield United fixture. But I was doing a stream last Thursday night, and I talked myself into Douglas Louise and then talked myself back out of it on Friday. And it's, you know, fine margins. And the example is I went for Pau Torres and Wang. They got me four points. If I just flipped that and if I went for a Craig Dawson mm-hmm. and a Douglas Louise, you know, massive swing. Yeah. And you're probably looking at a very healthy green arrow. So, like you say, I'm probably feeling a wee bit frustrated that rank basically hasn't moved since game week 16. But if I, if you offered me around 70K yeah. going into game week 27, I'll take that all day long. So, okay. hopefully... Hopefully, um, one or two good game weeks to come, and I could start shooting up towards, um, you know, fifty k again, and maybe even further. Top ten k is certainly still still on the cards. Um, yes. Yeah, so what we're going to do um, from now, we're going to have a look at the season ticker just so we can get our thoughts together about uh, where we're going because there's some big changes going to happen this week. We've got FA Cup games, FA Cup draw, and that means that game week twenty nine will take shape, which means that we'll look at our teams and we'll think I'm going to have to free hit because I've only got one or two players, or it could mean we could get a respectable nine to 11 players going depending on cup sets uh, during the week. Um, so I th- I, that's a really important thing. So it's good to have a look at the season ticket for that. And then uh, before we came on and Mark asked, it said basically his defense was in tatters and he wants to, um, he wants some new names. He wants some new names. So I've come up with a table with some familiar names and some, and some new names for him. Uh, there and then we'll have a look at Mark's bus team and then if we've got time at the end we'll have to take some questions uh, at the end so it, all those in the live chat um, do have a think about some questions to ask us uh, we'll try and answer them um, in whatever time we've got uh, left before we have to shoot off and eat dinner eat lunch and that kind of thing um, okay uh, let's have a look at the season ticker Okay, so this I've sorted this by difficulty. You can do that at Fantasy Football Scout. You've got the season ticket, sort by difficulty, quite easy, and do it. And I've done it to the next six weeks. Um, obviously, game week 28 is a, is a bigger one for Bournemouth and Luton. Uh, Bournemouth uh, at absolutely top from game week 27 to game week 32. Um, and that's largely, I mean, it's a sea of blue fixtures here, as in blue for easy. And they've got, they've got the absolute dream <laughs> for an attacking point of view, double game week. They've got Sheffield United and Luton both at home. Um, it does not get better than that. So those who haven't used a triple captain chip, Solanke is ready for you. Uh, Luton are next. Uh, they've also got a sea of blue. They've only really got the Tottenham Arsenal games in 30 and 31. The rest are pretty good for them. And they have that double away at Crystal Palace and, of course, away to Bournemouth. Uh, meanwhile, Newcastle, Fulham, Tottenham, uh, Burnley. Um, they've all got good fixtures, but some teams like Burnley we might not go for. Meanwhile, Brighton, their fixtures start to stiffen really bad in game 29 when they got City and Liverpool, this sort of deadly um, duo of fixtures. Man City themselves, not great fixtures, but it is Man City. Sheffield United, bad fixtures, bad form, bad everything, and target uh, attackers against them. Manchester United, pretty poor as well, and that starts with City next. Uh, they do have Sheffield United in game at 29, possibly if the cup games go uh, our way. And we do know that there are certain teams already uh, West Ham against Villa, Fulham, Fulham against Tottenham, Burnley against Brentford are definitely on. Uh, Luton, Nodding Forest or Manchester United, Sheffield United could be on. Um, um, but it all depends on cup results. But I think for me personally, with two Arsenal, one Chelsea, um, with Palmer still in my team, um, I desperately want the Arsenal-Chelsea to game to go ahead. And I, so I'm going to be a Leeds fan. Uh, I want Leeds to beat Chelsea. I want that game to go ahead. Uh, if that doesn't, I might free hit. But yeah, that's my spiel. Um, what about you? You're looking at this here. What are your sort of key concerns? Are you minded? Uh, are you potentially free hitting 29? You know, what sort of cup sets are you after? Yeah, I've I've very much just taken the approach of just trying to keep an open mind and, and taking it week by week. And this is obviously a huge week for information. Um, so... Nothing, you know, no major FPL thinking or tinkering will be done until late on Wednesday night or Thursday morning. So depending on how things shake out, I'm I'm totally open minded. I, I might free hit in 29 if I feel like the mm. squad needs it. I may not. I think ideally I'd like to free hit in maybe 34 mm. or 37, just play it in a double instead of a, instead of a blank. And wildcard is on the table for me soon as well. Um, I wildcarded and gave me 20, so not that long ago. 
But again, you know, I haven't made any ground really with the wild card. Um, my defence is a mess. You know, Pedro Porro is stooping in. Uh, I've got Pautorius now as well. I've got De Bruyne, who I, I may want to sell. So everything's on the table. And I'm just going to enjoy the FA Cup games. And then, you know, when we have the information, I will sit down and I will see what is right for the squads. Uh, obviously, injury updates will be very important for my team specifically this week because of those players that I just mentioned. Uh, you know, if I'm struggling to get even two defenders out this mm-hmm. week, I've, I've got Gabriel and I've got Amari Bell, but I don't ever really want to use Bell unless it's the double game week. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if Poro is stupid in and Pouter- Torres are all doubts for me in terms of starts, then I might end up wildcarding game as soon as this week, give me 27. Wow. Um, because I, I like having... I like the fact that we'll have a, a, a much clearer picture mm. of the landscape after the cup results. So, like I say, everything's everything's on the table. If I did wild card in twenty seven, opens the door for bench boost twenty eight. I like getting the bench boost out of the way so I can focus on the starting eleven. So again, completely flexible. Um, and we'll see how this week goes. The mm. team, you know, we'll look at the team soon. But it's if the defenders were okay, it's not too bad. You know, that in terms of the midfielders and the attackers, it's in pretty decent shape. Even a you know a hit or two again if need be, and I'll be in in a pretty good position. So everything everything is possible this week. Yeah, I mean I'm, yeah the big ones for me as I said it's the um, looking at the um, the the cup games. Uh, I I think if everything goes as it as it should, um, and there aren't any upsets, which I think there's there's usually one or two. So for example, Southampton could end up being Liverpool, for example. Um, and that that would be absolutely huge for our teams because that would mean um, that the um, just seeing who Liverpool play Liverpool Everton game would be on, um, which would be amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and again, that, it, sorry to cut in, Joe, but yeah, if we yeah. got if we got Liverpool fixture, then that changes everything in terms of you know a wild card as well. Oh. Let's say if Salah was fit, yeah. you know, I'd, I've got rid of all my Liverpool players, mm. so you know a wild card makes it much easier to get back to some of those guys. So uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting this week. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, if 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 there are no upsets at all, there's nothing. There's just those three games. I'm I'm stuffed because I've got I've got Watkins and Ariola, and they're against each other anyway. <laughs> so I that would prompt me to use my free hit then, because I much prefer to go in with eleven, take my chances. I've got no Spurs. I've got no Tony. You know, I could I could spend some hits and. But I still could. I couldn't get eleven out. I couldn't get anywhere near it. I couldn't even get nine out without multiple hits. So by then, I would just think, well, the free hit's going to be better for me. But even if one of those games, so Luton game goes ahead, so I've got uh, I've got Doughty, but that's still only like three players. So, but if some of those other games, the Arsenal Chelsea one key, oh God, Liverpool would be amazing. Any of those can go in to that game week. Then I'm suddenly looking at maybe a minus eight to get a credible sort of nine, 10, 11 out. And with the players like, you know, Salah and those types, easy, easy to get uh, for those like you and me, you've got De Bruyne, you've got the sort of money tied up. There's not too much of a bigger stretch, but yeah, these are the things we've got to look out for. And I know that a lot of the content we're going to be doing this week, is going to be sort of divided into two sort of content of two halves. You can have the pre Wednesday lot like us and with what we're going to do. And then you're going to have Thursday lots So deadline dilemmas and burning questions are both going to be on Thursday. That's going to be post Wednesday. So then we're going to have some more firmer plans about what we're doing, but at least what we can do now is sort of what we're looking out for and which teams we want to go for. So yeah, we want to be Southampton fans. We want to be Leeds fans this week. Yeah, again, just looking at those fixtures that we definitely do have at the moment in Game Week 29 as well. I'm not I'm not in fantastic shape. Uh, I did bring in, you know, Pau Torres. Part of the reason there was he does have the fixture, but now he may be crocked, so that might scupper those plans. Watkins came back in. You know, in hindsight, now I wish I had Douglas Louise instead of Huang, but before the Game Week, that was a, a much closer decision. I've got Poro, but will he be fit for 29? Who knows? And then you know you're you're lacking your your Hyungman sons, your mm-hmm. your Charlesons, your James Madisons, and again I would I would love to have Ivan Tony, yeah, maybe Re- uh, Regulon as well yeah. from Brentford, and, and maybe you go all out and you get a you know a Fleck and also so I free, totally open the free hit twenty nine, um, even though I've kind of started planning for twenty nine, but if, if those plans get scuppered and, and if I feel like the free hit's worth doing, I'll just I'll just go for it. Another another thing I was thinking is is whilst. You know, I, I say we're all going to be Leeds Southampton fans. I don't know. Part of me kind of wants to use the free hit in 29 because it's such an annoying blank game week. 
and I feel I can plan for 34. I can, I've got a, still got a wild card. I've still got, a, I've still got a, a, the bench boost. Um, so I can use those in sort of tandem. And, and also it means that I can keep players I want in 27, 28, and carry them over into 30, just forget 29 because that's just a free hit. So say, for example, looking at Bournemouth's fixtures. So, so Solanke would be arguably a move to Tony. So say Solanke hasn't got a fixture in 29. Easy move to Tony, but then in game week 30, he's got Everton, then he's got Crystal Palace at home, both at home, then he's got Luton away. So I'm going to want him back. And then with the City players as well, it's like, well, yeah, okay, City don't have a game, a game week in 29, but they come straight back in with this crunch home game against Arsenal. Who knows what's going to happen there? And then they've got Aston Villa at home, and then they've got Crystal Palace away. So I'm, I'm not going to want to ditch Haaland for those. And so it's, it, that, that's that's the dilemma that we face is 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 it's not just the double game weekers or those playing in blanks it's who we're getting rid of um and lots have got rid of palmer you've you've got rid of palmer yeah i saw them yeah chelsea have got uh brentford away next newcastle's dodgy defense in game week 28 and then they've got potentially arsenal in 29 but then they've got burnley at home manchester united at home sheffield united away that's that's palmatastic. Um, yeah, I mean, if I, again back to the potential, give me twenty-seven wild card. If I did activate it, very good chance Palmer would come back in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But it's it's that, it's that example of that player that if if Palmer doesn't have a fiction twenty-nine as he didn't in in twenty-six, people are going to want to get rid of, and then and then they're going to come back to a team in game week thirty and go, oh, actually, I wouldn't mind playing Palmer at home to Burnley. In fact, I definitely would. In fact, you start thinking about captaining, maybe, for that. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a lot to think about. And so, um, hopefully, we've given uh, people an idea of the season ticker ahead and what we can expect from the cup games. Um, I think I'm right in saying the Saturday deadline is not until one thirty. So, I think that does give us a little bit of yeah. extra time. Let me just double-check that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, one thirty is it? Yeah, same yeah. as same as same as last weekend. It's um, yeah. second of March at half past one. That'd be so good. So, just especially just, if people do end up, you know, playing wild cards and stuff like that, it's good to have that extra extra bit of time to do so. So, uh, so my my lunch won't be in any way ruined by a good friend, your friend of mine, Mister Leaker, who will be mm. drip feeding. And I think what they'll do is they'll drip feeds the uh, the news, the startling news now before about some boring defender that no one owns. And then at 27 minutes past, all oh, that big news about Kevin De Bruyne is coming out. Or yeah, they they were obviously doing it for us, and in no way um, doing it for their own uh, gratification. And to yeah. uh, do you know what it was? Um, <laughs> obviously, I, I I was enraged by it a couple of weeks ago. Then, <laughs> then the week a, the week after that, last weekend, not the weekend just gone, but the weekend before, that, I was I was pretty ill, mm. and. For the first time, and I, I can't remember how long, I said, you know what, I'm just going to sleep through the deadline. I don't, <laughs> I don't care. I made my moves on Friday, and it was quite liberating just to sleep it from. Is. You know, I was up early with a wee man, and then I went to bed about 10 in the morning again, and I woke up about noon, and it was like, ah, I need I need to do that more often. Yeah, I mean, I, I tend to ignore it anyway. I mean, it's there, and I don't like you. Everyone knows your and mine, especially yours, uh, views about leakers. We're not keen. And, um, but... A news that Kevin De Bruyne is on the bench means nothing to me because I'll take 20 minutes of Kevin De Bruyne over most other players. In my case, it would be Garnacho. Um, so, I, you know, it doesn't, it, it's immaterial, whatever. They, Kevin De Bruyne starts, benched, away, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, because it's hard. I was in that, I was sitting in a, a supermarket car park on mm. Saturday. The, the news comes through about De Bruyne. And I was always reluctant to bench Solanke anyway um, against City. I, I thought, just thought he was capable of getting something. But... I was in that conundrum then. Do I play De Bruyne? Do I play yeah. Solanke? So I just made the switch because I kind of made the decision on Friday night that if there was news that De Bruyne wasn't going to start, I was going mm. to bench him and I was going yeah. to play Solanke. But then, you know, during the Man City game, I see De Bruyne coming on and then I'm absolutely terrified because yeah. Solanke's done nothing and De Bruyne had, you know, very good opportunities. He was in good positions. Every, every game comes on every the last yeah. 10 minutes. So I was just waiting for punishment again from the leak so uh, it's, it's a tough one whether to act or not it's it's um uh, yeah i mean we'll, we'll move on from leaks in a sec but, 
it, it, it's that it's that sort of sense of being affronted when people criticize them you know we're doing it for you we're doing a public service well if you're doing a public service you don't do the big news at three minutes two when the site crashes Harlan benched imagine that 27 minutes past they're not going to be doing that an hour before Ruben Diaz benched who cares <laughs> that's an hour before um so you do wonder what their motivation is and it's perhaps not as kind as they uh, make out but anyway uh, i'm sure i'll get pelters let's, for let's, that. let's move on <laughs> let's move on let's move on before i get attacked by the uh, leaker lobby yeah, i'm just waiting for your window to smash through the window. <laughs> yeah. um okay you want a new defense <laughs> you might well card it in so i have got a list i've got a table of defenders I've sorted it by shots inside the box. I've missed out a few that aren't regular starters or there are teams that you just wouldn't go for. Like, I could have been a Burnley defender in. I don't think there was. But, for example, you're not, I'm, I'm not going to tempt you to say, hey, get in this Burnley defender. So I've got players in this list attacking defenders and it's either they're absolutely goal-alicious. <laughs> in Alfie Doughty's case, they're assist a dabidozi <laughs> and uh in terms of uh cash a doggy and senesai they've got some kind of fixture uh advantage to either play in the blank game week 29 or they got a double game week in senesai's case um okay um so going down this list so you want you want rid of a stupanan you want rid of pal torres so I put a, a broad range of, of, um, of sort of price points here. I'll go down the list and see if you, you're interested in them. Um, now, you're a Manchester United fan. Harry Maguire only costs 4.2. He's had eight shots inside the box, created four chances. He has scored. He's assisted. The reason for getting him in is that old forehead of his um, slamming against the ball and getting it into the net. He's got one clean sheet. Um, Man United are Man United, as you know, at the moment. But he's not too bad for minutes per baseline bonus, um, sort of every eight minutes or so. He's pretty much starting most games and his expected goal involvement is actually getting on for nearly two over the last six uh, uh, game weeks. I think I've done this by last six matches, by the way. So apologies for people there suddenly looking at their own stats. I've done this by six matches, but I've put game weeks in the title. So it's the last six matches they have played. Um, can I tempt you by a cut price? 4.2, Harry Maguire. He's, he's certainly an option. I... Finally added him to my watch list last week. He probably should have been there before that because we know it's you know the price four point two is is a ridiculous price for a a player who's capable of attacking returns like Maguire is. And the prob but the problem is Manchester United. You just don't know what you're going to get. It looks like we're turning the corner, and then we go out and lose at home to Fulham. You know, so it's um it's hard it's hard to back. A Maguire in terms of clean sheets, anyway. But again, you know, most teams are hard to buy for clean sheets, so he's he's an option. But I think when there's a couple of players that have double gimmies coming up, that they would probably win out over over. Okay, hard. Um, um, apologies if people can hear any background noise. You might not be able to for here, but um, there are several lorries have decided to make loads of noise outside uh, my house. Um, but I I think it might be just I can hear it and the. Projection mark. I don't know if Mark, you can hear it as well, but there's. I'm just laughing. I'm hoping it's not the leakers or anything. Be the leak. Yeah. By the way, they're going to slowly dismantle my house <laughs> or something uh, while I'm not looking. Um, okay. Um, okay. Uh, Harry Maguire um, on on your watch list possibly, <laughs> but not in your yeah, team. Yeah, just uh, just the watch list. I think yeah, it'll okay. take a lot for me to buy him. Okay. Next next one's in your team. I think Gabriel. Um, it's good to put him in there because other people will be watching and thinking. Mm, they don't have him um basically get him in and i could probably add saliba to this or in fact any of the the defenders because they all seem to be able to scoring the arsenal have come back with their set pieces threat and it's teams cannot handle it so while teams can't work out how to handle arsenal's set piece threat at the moment it's probably advisable to get as many of their players as possible that you can get in their team um yeah gabriel um he's had eight shots inside the box three goals three clean sheets and some offside goals as well that aren't included in this uh, expected goal involvement is two um, goals there. Um, were you tempted to, can you can't get another Arsenal, can you? Have you got Saka, Raya as well? Yeah, I've, I've already doubled up. Um, 
I've got Saka and I've got David Raya in goal as well. Mm. I've got the Raya Gabriel double up, but I think the best defensive double up is Saliba and Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe even Ben White over the goalkeeper. Yeah. Raya doesn't have a you know a high ceiling. It's usually six points or or two points. And just the way in recent times that Arsenal have exploded in terms of set pieces, you know, I'd rather have the two centre backs rather than yeah. the goalkeeper and the centre back. Again, going back to the. Frustrating moments in the pub with the misses at the weekend. I was sitting, keeping an eye on things over over my shoulder, and I seen Gabriel run away celebrating. I was like, "Great, there's a there's another goal." <laughs> yeah, and of course he gets um, absolutely nothing from. I think it was an own goal in the end. So, but he's he's always he's there thereabouts as yeah. is as is Saliba. But yeah, if you don't if you don't have Gabriel, uh, certainly should be near the top of your priority list. Yeah, definitely. So I think I mean you mentioned about wild carding, and there'll be others who are wild carding or others that perhaps have a spare Arsenal place as well if you were wild carding now and say arsenal that arsenal game is going ahead in game 29 or you had a free hit to avoid it um somehow would would that be your triple up saka gabriel saliba yeah i think so i would i would lose the goalkeeper um and i'd probably go you know kaminsky or neto or something okay. for double gimmick reasons and just get the double uh threat mm-hmm. from from set pieces you know okay. odegaard's emerged in recent times as well but mm. Yeah, to me, Gabriel Saliba for the rest of the season just sounds good. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Uh, next name, Cher, uh, Newcastle. Um, now, Newcastle's, now uh, people aren't keen on Newcastle's defence at the moment. Um, but nevertheless, Cher has had eight shots inside the box in his last six matches he's played. Uh, created a couple of chances. He's got three goals and an assist. So he's definitely got that little ball there as in the reason to get him goals. Um, no clean sheets though, but expected goal involvement of 1.5. So he's overperforming, but nevertheless, um, he is getting those returns. Newcastle's fixtures are pretty good. It's just their form is so bad. Um, they got Wolves and then they got Chelsea, but then they got Crystal Palace, West Ham, Everton, and Fulham. Um, well, that's if they have Crystal Palace in 29, that is. But they've definitely got West Ham and Everton and Fulham just after that. So it's not not bad bunch of fixtures, and he. He's the kind of low-owned player that can really rocket you up, you know, the the rankings. Are you tempted? I, I'm always tempted by Fabian Scher, mm. um, kind of regardless of fixtures. He's just, I think he's he's almost unlike any other centre back. He's he's so good in the opposition box. He he basically turns into a a, a very accomplished finisher very often. I think there was a goal recently, kind of on the half volley, just really controlled into the corner that you don't see too many centre-backs scoring. Mm. Uh, I think, you know, over his career, he's got an extremely good strike rate in terms of scoring goals. Uh, I think it might have been something like one in six mm. at one point a couple of years ago, mm. one in every six. So it's it's definitely an option. Uh, I did remove him from the watch list recently because of that wrist injury, but he's obviously fine now. And yeah, he's, he's an option. But mm. again, when I, I'm getting slightly blinded by Bournemouth and Luton at, at the top of the fixture ticker here, because of the double, the mm. extra fixture. And also, they're just a bit cheaper, those options, than mm. Fabian Scher. So, you know, okay. I'm happier to bench a Bournemouth for Luton defender longer term. Whereas if I bought Fabian Scher, I'd probably just want to play him every week. Mm. So, uh, you know, I've got Gabriel. Yeah, you know, with my other issues, he's he's definitely in the conversation as a as a possible long-term long term buy. Mm. I'd be much more interested if, if Newcastle weren't so poor defensively. Yeah. yeah, I think they are pretty poor. Um, uh, Luton, uh, Doughty. Uh, I've been talking about him for like seemingly forever since he was born, uh, <laughs> but it's actually only a couple of months. But yeah, he's had six shots inside the box, an eye-popping 15 chances created in his last six matches he's played, uh, a couple of assists only. Um, there was that game where he broke records for a player to get the most number of chances created in a match. I put an A for an assist for the reason to get him in. Um, clean sheet, and I could, you can also put in the fact he's got a double game week in there. Uh, clean sheets, just one though. Expected goal involvement, 1.3. Uh, corners, an eye popping 34. Um, starts every game, minutes per baseline bonus. All of the minutes per baseline bonus are really strong for all of these players. Um, he did go off with an injury, so we don't know what the status of that is yet. If fit though, you do have Bell. Would you be tempted to get Doughty in just for sort of, you know, double game week 28? The, the fact that he's got all this opportunity to assist. Yeah, I just, I want him. Sim- simple as okay. that. I I wanted him for the first double mm. and I, I just had to do a few other things instead. And I was very fearful 
I never thought I'd be fearful of a Luton defender going into a double gaming, mm. but I was because I knew he was owned by you know yeah. quite a few mini league rivals and stuff. So this double is better as well, I think, in terms of fixtures. So yeah, I, I want him. Uh, and when I've got a player like a Stupinen who I cannot rely on anymore, or if it turns out that Pau Torres is going to be out for a while, it's it's a very easy move. But what I'd probably do is just wait until 28 itself. Mm-hmm. Um because I want to see that he's that he's okay first of all, uh, or or let's say there was a positive update that's Friday mm-hmm. to say he's fine for the weekend, then I would obviously pull the trigger, you know, straight away for game twenty seven yep. because I'm going to need at least probably one new defender this week anyway, so I would like to bring him in. So yeah, the the fact that I have Amari Bell doesn't change it for me, okay. and I would probably just end up playing both of them in okay. double game twenty eight, and hopefully Bell does more than he did in the in the previous double. I think he only got me one point in the end. No, uh, there was that game where he got a uh, bonus in that in the game with Doughty broke records for creating chances, and uh, Bell walks away, literally stole Doughty's bonus points somehow. There. Um, next name on the list. I've got a goal, uh, a little a little football there for the reason to get him in a goal. Um, it's Lewis Dunk at Brighton. He is the Brighton defender we should have all got in instead of getting Stupanan in. Uh, Lewis Dunk, uh, the captain, fantastic. Uh, six shots inside the box. He's created six chances as well. He's got two goals and an assist, um, and a couple of clean sheets as well in his last six matches. Expected goal involvement one point two. Um, and yeah, starting every game, uh, it's Brighton's fixtures. They've got Fulham up next, then Nottingham Forest. Then it takes a turn with City and Liverpool, but then Brentford and Arsenal. So arguably, probably Dunk's time has passed. We're sort of starting to almost miss the boat. There's probably just a couple more fixtures left where you're going to want to field him regularly. Is that is that the feeling you'll get? It's just, it's not form, it's fixtures. Yeah, it's fixtures and it's it's lack of clean sheets as well. It's a bit like Fabian Scher. You know, I, I like mm. Lewis Dunk as an attacking threat, but you want to have at least a chance of clean sheets. Mm. And I somehow locked into a couple of clean sheets with a Stupinen just after the wild card. Yeah. But again, you know, they change the goalkeeper every week. And Lewis Dunk, yeah, I like him. But like you say, we probably missed the boat in that one. And yep. If I end up selling a Stupinen, it's not going to be a sideways switch to Lewis Dunk. I'll, I'll go elsewhere. Okay. And uh, next panel, this is in my, in my team. Uh, is Van Dyke? He's got two goals in the last two games. That includes the League Cup final. Um, Six point four. He's one of those double game week players. We we're talking a bit before on air that you, double game week happens or blank game week. You make lots of transfers and, and then at the end of it, you think, oh, they're in my team. And I'm a bit like that. Oh, Kelleher and Van Dyke are in my team. But yeah, Van Dyke six shots inside the box. I got him in for that Burnley game where he didn't return, but he did in the next uh, in one of the doubles um, game weeks. A double games and then also in that league cup final four chances um sorry two chances created he's got his goal um and he's got a clean sheet as well expected goal involvement just under one so he's pretty much doing what is expected to have done as well and his minutes by per baseline bonus once again still very strong around the six uh every six minutes uh, he's getting a baseline bonus there that's the baseline bonus for those wondering is where it's basically the ba- the bonus point system uh points that you get towards your bonus points uh, that aren't goals, assists or uh, clean sheets. It's it's your jobbing stuff, your tackles, your create chances, that type of thing. Um, tempted by Van Dyke? Yeah, he's he's definitely put his hand up. Um, I think when you factor in, you know, Trent's injury, uh, Bradley's emerged as a really good alternative, which could eat into Trent's minutes longer term anyway. Um, yeah, it's when before the Liverpool double, I was selling Trent, mm. and with the moves I was making, I couldn't quite afford Van Dijk, so that's why I went Gabriel. Mm. I might have went Gabriel anyway, just as a longer yeah, term yeah. pick, but it, it's just a price tag that puts me off slightly. Mm. But if we're if we're going to be reluctant to pay the big price for Trent mm. now, longer term, out of maybe some rotation fears or early substitutions, then I think we do need to start looking at Van Dyke more. Mm. He he probably gets ignored too much mm. over the last couple of years, FPL-wise. Yeah. Uh, again, mainly because we have Trent and Robertson, but Robertson's not the FPL force he once was. Trent has question marks now. So I think Van Dyke will become more popular. Uh, I think he had a goal ruled out in the cup final as well. So there's... I, I say it all the time. I remember him, you know, as a Celtic fan when he was up here. He was, yeah, I think he he, he might have scored ten goals in a season, or wow. maybe I'm just remembering that exaggerating yeah, no, that I mean, a bit. I, but I wouldn't he, surprise me. He's a, he's a weapon he's, at set he, pieces. He, I always feel like he should score more goals than he does. Um, I was listening to I think it was above average podcast as well this week, and it was just mm. like 
when he's in the mood, he he, he can do it almost mm-hmm. whenever he wants. But he, he's 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 quite a he's quite a relaxed looking yeah. footballer on the pitch. And I feel like if he if he really wanted to get more goals, he could. So I, I really do like him. Yeah. Uh, but again, it's price price is a little bit tricky. Yeah. Um. I mean, as an owner, I can comment on what it's like to own him. And there are all of those positives there we just spoke about. The fact that you know he could get clean sheets, but also you know he's a a goal scoring threat. At set pieces the downside though is that price and looking ahead um a lot of people don't have salah and will want salah at some point a lot of people don't have son but will want son at some point a lot of people want to perhaps try and do that and keep harland and have saka and foden and so money is started will start to become an issue again not at the moment but it will do and i'm looking at van dyke as a possible sell at some point if it enables me, to, for example, at some point soon to have Salah and Son, um, I will sacrifice Van Dyke for that. So that's the sort of downside of having him when you can get other players for, well, for example, in this list, that are a couple of million cheaper as well. So just to sort of weigh it up there, um, those thinking of getting him in, that's the decision you might have. But yeah, I mean, the fixtures, Nottingham Forest away, well, you field him there. Um, set piece threat as well but then Man City um, in 28 he might not play in 29 and then he comes straight back into 30 with Brighton um, at home and then Sheffield United so these are quite good fixtures but they're not ooh, <laughs> ooh amazing but well obviously the Sheffield United one is but um, yeah I just think Van Dyke might not be as fashionable as he perhaps is at the moment soon yeah, it's definitely comes down to budget, doesn't it? All those big guys you mentioned, we're uh, we're going to be scraping the pennies together soon. Yeah. Uh, and people like yourself who have Van Dyke, it'll be a probably will be a cash cow. Okay, um, yeah, people joining in the live chat already with uh, our conversation, which is good. Uh, BB Defender points out that Van Dyke even scored direct free kicks for Celtic as yeah, well. So yeah. um, it's worth pointing out that Lewis Dunk has done so in the past with Brighton as well but not in the same league as van dyke uh with that um okay keep going down the list we've got uh Matty cash so you've got pal torres for villa you've obviously pinpointed villa as a team to have they've got good fixtures and they crucially play in game 29 they've obviously played in 26 as well um four shots inside the box for cash in his last six matches he's played created four chances um but he's not it's not not the gung-ho cash that we've been used to before um, are you tempted to stick with Villa though if you get rid of Pau Torres and he's not fit? Yeah, I think I've 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 I'm cursed myself with Villa defender, so I'm I'm not going to go from one to the other mm. uh, because I feel if, if if I went like if I went from Pau to Cash, I guarantee you Conso would be back by 29 and <laughs> Cash would be back on the bench. So yeah. it's just minutes concerns. We've had enough evidence this season. Mm. That we know Cash is not a nailed on week in, week out player. Mm-hmm. So again, it's uh it's a no for me on Matty Cash. Okay. Um next name is uh, Destiny Doggy uh on the list here. Um he's one of the reasons I sold Poro. I don't own either now. Um but I, I looked at them, I looked at their stats and I thought, well, a doggy is getting on for a million cheaper, or he was at that stage. Um uh, if I get a Tottenham defender, which I'm not necessarily want the Tottenham defender, but if I did, I'd probably go for a doggy. Uh, he created nine chances, had three shots inside the box. He's got a goal. He's got an assist. He plays in blank game week 29, definitely. His expected goal involvement is 1.6, so he's doing well there. Um, and his baseline bonus, obviously, all of them all strong here. Um, you got Porro. Um, I mean, are you tempted to make that shift? Or, or is just Tottenham defence just not a... Not one to go for at the moment. Yeah, I kind of been holding on to, to Pedro Porro because I've had other issues. I had to get rid of Trent, for example. Um, I sold, I sold Gusto instead of Porro, um, mm. just because I thought maybe longer term, if I don't free hit in twenty nine, and if Porro's back, he might be useful. But I certainly don't rate Porro as highly as I did in the first part of the season. Uh, again, clean sheets are very unlikely at Tottenham. And I think his attacking threat has diminished mm. a bit as well, especially now with Madison back. So the there's a there's a very good chance again, if I didn't have a Stupin and Pau Torres issues, I'd probably be looking to sell Pedro Porro in the near future as well. Mm. But again, it's all up in the air, uh, all these defenders. I just need to see what happens in terms of team news and, and okay. the cup results as well. But I wouldn't be 
even with the doggy when he's back, uh, which I think he might be back even sooner than Poro. I'm, I'm not I'm not overly interested in them. But again, for if I, if I don't like Poro as much, then you may as well save the the cash with the doggy if you are if you do want to have a Tottenham player for for 29. So again, I'll probably longer term end up with with no Tottenham defenders. Um, just while we've been uh, broadcasting, um, there's been some breaking news regarding Everton. They did have a 10 points deduction. They now have a six point reduction deduction so they're essentially plus four points which in the updated table i'm looking at here i think it's the updated table anyway they're shooting up to 15th so they've leapfrogged brentford nottingham forest luton uh and sorry and and that means that luton burnley and sheffield united the three promoted teams are in the relegation zone there nottingham forest on four points away from relegation and brentford five points away from the drop same as everton now so it's still quite tight down there um but that's that's good news for everton fans definitely um and that could be a bit of hope from them um it might also change how everton play um it's i'm not suggesting that they'll in any if if anything it could make them you know be a bit more gung-ho i know they they did have an upturn in form when they uh when they got the full deduction it was like a sort of you know up yours kind of attitude there but now they might be full of pomp and like right okay a few more wins we can actually just we can come out of this we can drag ourselves away and and, and be fine so um yeah uh branthwaite is not on my list here but i mentioned him um he could be an option, do you think? Yeah, he's a, a really good defender, first of all. Mm. I expect him to go you know, quite far in the game in his career on what I've seen so far. I know Erling Haaland pushed him over recently, but mm. Erling Haaland will push most defenders over, to be fair. Yeah. I don't think that will affect him. But yeah, great goal. Uh, again, a uh, bit like Fabian Scher, really, really nice technique and a really good goal. Mm. And it's always, I think with Sean Dyche teams, you almost you always feel you know slightly comfortable mm. buying a cheap defender because there's always you know chance of, of a clean sheet there and Branthwaite showed he, he, he is a threat uh, in opposition boxes so again mm. yeah I, I've, I've been saying it all season he's been on my watch list all season just as a, mm. a cheap option for the bench that you can use when when the fixtures are good so yeah certainly we, we probably should add him to our list um, and last name on the list is Senesai at Bournemouth um, uh, the clean sheet's zero um but he does have a goal in his last six matches. He's played three shots inside the box, four chances created. So it wasn't a one-off. Um, his expected goal involvement is 1.2. Um, so a bit more than he's actually got. Um, obviously, starts started every game. Minutes per baseline bonus, good as well. Strong around the eight minutes mark for each each one of those getting those baseline bonus point system points. Um, yeah, I mean, I was thinking, I mean, Pretty much, I've I've thought. Well, this for for someone like me, I've got a stupid as well. Who's going to be benched this week? Um, you know, Senesai would be the logical move. Get him ahead of that game week twenty eight. He's actually got a good fixture this week, um, playing Burnley, but um, he's on eight yellow cards. So if he gets a yellow cards in game week twenty seven, he's going to miss. Uh, then he get, and then he gets up to nine, and then he gets another yellow. In the first game of game week 28, that's it, two games out. So he misses essentially the second half of the double. Um, that's a risk, though, um, to get a yellow card in both those matches. But it would just be dumb luck to get him in. And then he gets a yellow 28, sorry, 27, yellow 28. Can't use him for the second game in 28. And you can't use him in 29 when they face Wolves. Um, so Senesai is probably my game week 28 move. If he's if he hasn't got a you know if he's still on eight yellows, you you tempted by him nevertheless. Yeah, I've kind of had him earmarked for a wee while mm. for this run from twenty eight to thirty three. Mm. I think it is the the fixtures obviously top of the fixture ticker here, so that mm. tells you all you need to know. But it does make sense to wait one more week. Make sure he doesn't get a yellow against Burnley because if if he does get a yellow against Burnley. You probably don't want them then, but it'll it'll I guarantee it'll be that scenario. He'll get booked against Burnley. Then a lot of people won't buy him because of the yellows, and then he'll absolutely smash it in the double game week. That will be the theme of FPL yeah. the way it's been going over the last few weeks. So I really, I really like Sinesi, but I think I like Alfie Doughty more. Yeah. And given there's no yellow card risk, I feel like there's a lot more avenues to points with Alfie Doughty. Um I think I think I'm leaning towards the Luton man mm. rather than okay. Sinesi. But again, I could actually sounds boring, but I could get Doughty this week. And if I still have defensive issues the following week, 
maybe Sinesi comes in then. So yeah. maybe maybe end up with both for the double. But uh, yeah, that sounds pretty boring at this stage of the yeah. season. I mean, it would be the the yellow cards with Senesi would be. Um, uh, remember, I think it was last season with Madison, where he was two yellows away from a a, a ban miss, and it was coming up to a really crucial week when you wanted him like a blank or a double. And and sure enough, he got his yellow, didn't he? He yeah. got his yellow. Yeah, I remember yeah, we. Right. I think it was on an FPL meets, and it was against Crystal Palace. And it was a terrible game, and he got picked up a yellow, and then I, I think, think it was very late. I think it might have been ninety. It was, or it was, like yeah. And there was, yeah, the FPL meets fraternity were very annoyed <laughs> uh, because we all we all had him in our team. Um, as a lot of people did. Okay, there's some good options there though. So it looks, sounds like you're leaning towards Alfie Doughty. I've got your your bus team up for going into um, uh, game twenty seven. Do you want to read that out and? Uh, and sort of factor in what perhaps defensive move or any other move you might make. Yeah, so for the audio listeners, uh, Arsenal double up of Raya and Gabriel. You've got Pedro Porro and Pau Torres, who are both mm-hmm. flagged. Midfield of Foden, De Bruyne, Wang and Saka. Mm-hmm. And then up front, Haaland, Watkins and Solanke. On the bench, you've got Ariola, Garnacho, Amari Bell and Estupin. Mm-hmm. So the team doesn't look too bad obviously there's defensive issues here and i think regardless of what happens this week i'm probably going to be forced into a defensive move um because i don't want to ever start a stupid again there's too many cameos from the bench yeah. so a stupid into alfie doughty or you know if, if if there's updates on poro's fitness if it's longer term if it's Pautori's longer term that might influence who gets sold but i also would like to sell de bruyne mm. Um, Hyungman Son I've kind of been looking at for this week and it's it's an interesting one because uh, as many people know my little boy's called Sonny and it's his birthday his first <laughs> birthday this Saturday just happens that Tottenham play on Saturday at home to Crystal Palace so I feel like I need to get Ooh, Son in yeah. maybe even go all the way and give him the armband just to <laughs> just to mark the occasion so uh, we'll see if that transpires but all of that if you throw all that in you, you know the defensive issues mm. I'd like to get Son if the cups, whatever happens in the cups, you know, I, I feel like I might get to Thursday and I might just look at it and think, you know what? Maybe I will just wildcard. So um, okay. I'll see. I'll see how things go. Uh, but again, I could just maybe take a minus four. Yeah. Uh, and then, like we mentioned just before we start recording, uh, you mentioned it's big game, Kev. So maybe yeah. just keep De Bruyne yeah. for for the Manchester United fixture because chances are he'll turn up after mm-hmm. we sell him. So. Some tricky decisions, but again, I'm just, it's, it actually feels like a nice, uh, calm couple of days mm. until Thursday, yeah. until we have the information and then, and then figure things out. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give my, my views on this team in a sec, but just to remind people in the live chat, um, we have got a few, a few minutes for, um, some, uh, Q and A. Uh, so if you've got some questions, do put them in the chat and, uh, I'll put them to Mark and then we can, uh, take it from there. Uh, so do do press uh, do do press that like button. I mean, do put your questions in, but also do press that like button. I've got that on my, like muscle reflex. Like and subscribe, like and subscribe. But yeah, do leave some questions there. So yes, do your team. Um, I yes, I I one of the things I was listening to um, the, the all all about FPL podcast and their um, Spurs fans, and while they were saying there's been a distinct lack of training pictures from their team Spurs. So Poro and a doggy were injured. We don't know whether they still are. Um, it's not sort of working out for the team at the moment. So perhaps there'll be changes. Son could come in as a number nine um, rather than out, out wide. We don't know. Um, we don't know, you know, Madison will have a slightly different role. But um, yeah, so Poro is a sort of a, a wait and see for me if I owned him. I I don't know what I'm getting. Um so I think he's probably worth if he's fit he'll play and if he's not I don't I can't see a cameo for him there so you know Bell would come in uh, but yeah Powell if he is injured Luton away would be good fixture but if he is injured yeah I think I, I think your 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 Doughty move is probably the best one because it sets you up but but say Doughty is indeed injured uh, for a week or so um, would you. Um, you might be looking to the De Bruyne move and then it's that big game Kev line again and he has been I can't see him being sort of minutes managed for this game and I can see him 
Basically, Manchester United at home is a better fixture than Son at home to Palace on current form, I would say, because Palace have got new manager bounce at the moment. And I, I know as an Anderson owner for Palace, I was, I thought, I, I was at, my game week was relying on a, on a Palace clean sheet, bizarrely. You know, take what you can get in a blank. And, um, and there, there, there could be a, an upturn in their defence, possibly. Yeah, and... Yeah, Kevin De Bruyne versus Heung-Min Son, it's, mm. it's, it's not a straightforward decision. Um, De Bruyne has been very, he's let, he's let us down, uh, or maybe maybe Pep has let us down as well over the last couple of weeks. But I feel like I know what I'm getting with De Bruyne when he's on the mm. pitch. And that's extremely good positions, goal scoring opportunities, assist potential, you know, through the roof with Kevin De Bruyne. Whereas with Heung-Min Son, I don't know exactly what I'm going to get. I don't know which position he's going to play. Mm. Um, obviously, you know, rate him extremely highly as a player. But again, it's it's more personal reasons that I might might end up yeah. going there yeah. um, for a bit of fun this weekend. But yeah. yeah, even though De Bruyne is frustrated, I'm I'm not in a you know massive rush to, to yeah. sell either. Yeah, I think ahead of game week 29. I mean, it's quite good for. I mean, I I I'm keep keeping De Bruyne probably, but I could move him to Salah. I would move De Bruyne to Salah, but possibly not to Son. Um, but we don't know whether Salah's going to be fit as well. So, it's, But by game week 29, we'll have much more information. We'll know if Liverpool are playing or not, but also we'll know um, what's happening with Son as well. We'll have a couple of games to assess where Spurs are at because they could be, I mean, over the years and this season, Spurs have, have been uh, an amazing source of FPL points and also one of the most frustrating source of FPL points. Uh, or, or FPL crashes and burns. Um, okay, we've got some questions in the live chat, so I'll, I'll go through as many of these as we can. Um, how long have we got? Another 10 minutes or so? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, good stuff. Um, okay, we'll get these questions in. Um, da, 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 da. I'm just finding one with a question mark. Um, Kaya, I'll sell Turner for Kelleher for a minus four. I guess depends on who the other goalkeeper is mm. in the squad because if you already have a starting goalkeeper then I wouldn't be taking a minus four but in isolation Kelleher mm. it sounds like Allison may not be back until no. after the international break no. so Kelleher looks good short term yeah. Um, but yeah I much prefer it for a free transfer yeah I mean Kelleher's in my team uh, we're talking on air I, I actually took a minus four I didn't plan to for Kelleher but I did it to forget, forget about a misstep um, after team news I was so excited to get Allison in I got him in, this was a couple of weeks ago, uh, at about four o'clock. And then my heart, you know, those heart sink moments where you read a tweet at five o'clock, Alison hamstring injury out for weeks. So I just took a minus four to just rectify it. I wanted another another Liverpool defender in the double and I just got Keller in and I'm just going to forget I took a minus four. So my answer to that would be, yeah, do it. Because I think I think you've got a good cheap goalkeeper for a good few weeks and he plays for a top team. So it's that old thing, good players for good teams. Um, and I, I, I wouldn't mind that. Depends who his other goalkeeper is, obviously. But I think if it's Ariola or Dubravka, they're not great. So Keller's better. If it's Raya, uh, but then Raya's got a, a missing fixture soon, hasn't he? Raya against Brentford. 28, I think, isn't it? Yeah, so he can't play in 28. So... Once again, you could be you could be sort of goalkeeperless. So I think depends. Yeah, depends who the other goalkeeper is. But I I suspect the goalkeeper might be rubbish. <laughs> yeah, and it could the minus four could pay off. Yeah, it could when it when it's a Liverpool goalkeeper, it could. Yeah. Okay. Um, da, da, da. Uh, BB defender, would you sell Stupinan for a hit this week? If I don't, um, or he could play Amari Bell instead um, at home to Aston Villa. Um, so yeah, would it, I mean, similar to what you're considering, but without the hit, but would you do it for a hit? Yeah, I don't actually think I mind the hit there because mm. if you're expecting another one-pointer from a stupid and like I am, and probably, possibly a one-pointer from Amari Bell as mm. well against Villa, then I don't mind a hit there. And, you know, don't judge your hit one week afterwards because if you get a Doughty or a, a Senesi, for example, Longer term, you, your your team could be in better shape. So yeah, I think it's I think it's fine to take the minus four there. Okay, um, Ahmed asks, is it set in stone to free hit in game week twenty nine? So you have to sort of rewind a bit to our earlier conversation. If there's hardly any fixtures on, 
and you've only got like one or two players, then it could be a free hit, could be good. By the same token, if there's lots of fixtures on like Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea, and you don't have a lot of those players, you're going to want them in. <laughs> so it could be a free hit there. But it's going to watch out for the FA Cup results up to Wednesday and then watch burning questions and deadline dilemmas the next day uh, on Fantasy Football Scouts YouTube channel because that will explain a bit more about the different permutations that are going on. Um, and pr- uh, Praz on Deadline Dilemmas in particular is good at that. I, th- I think someone uh, posted a, a picture of him, but with his head um, superimposed on the guy from um, uh, Prison Break. That, so uh, when, it, when Praz takes his shirt off, he reveals he's got the tattoos of all the fixture permutations um, and chip strategies uh, all over him. Uh, uh, that very well may be the case. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, yeah, we've sort of answered that one earlier, but do, do rewind that. Um, thoughts on Havertz, asked Facts. Yeah, I've seen him in a single team, but he's quite good, is he? I'm just shaking, I'm shaking my head. <laughs> um, it's, going to take, it's going to take more than a couple of weeks and a couple of good performances from Havertz for me mm. to ever consider him for any fantasy mm. format that I play. And the main reason is there's... I think there's always going to be three better Arsenal picks you can go for. Yeah. You know, we mentioned earlier, Gabriel, Saliba, even the goalkeeper, Ben White, Saka, Odegaard. Yeah, he's he's not in the... I would, you could even put Declan Rice ahead of him, I think, the way he's playing this season. So, uh, Havertz yeah. is a no. Yeah, I mean, Rice is now sharing corners and he's got Gabriel's head to aim at <laughs> or another defender. So that's in, instant assists there. Rice racks up the bonus points anyway for just doing stuff. Um uh, old news from Kaya, um, uh, who asked about selling Turner for Kel- uh, Kelleher for minus four. Um, his other one is Debravka, indeed. So when I said probably a rubbish keeper, yeah, Newcastle defence is awful. So I, I mean, I, I think I would do that. I would do that move. Yeah, and I think the latest tweets I seen today from Newcastle where that wasn't clear cut that Debravka would definitely be back. So mm. you're obviously okay. at risk of having no goalkeeper because of the illness. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the minus four then is, is more, more advisable. Oh, and also, yes, that's worth mentioning. That's a good point as well, because when I talked to Neil um, on the team news, he analyzes all the press conferences. He is a Newcastle fan, but he, Eddie Howe is one of the biggest, I'm just, I'm just going to call it like it is. He's one of the biggest liars there is at press conferences. There is literally no way you're ever going to know if a player is going to start, whether they're benched, ill, dead, live, whatever. You just will not know. Anthony Gordon could have his legs removed and somehow still play up front. Who knows? Um, okay. Um, uh, Yun asks, bench one of Gross, Wang or Palmer? That's quite tough. Yeah, I'm just looking at the fixtures. Gross plays Fulham. Everett. No, Fulham. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cole Palmer is away to Brentford. And who's the third one? Huang. Oh, wait, oh, play all three somehow would be my answer. But uh, yeah. if you have to bench one, not Pascal Gross in current form and roots to points. I don't think you ever bench Palmer either with penalties. So it's probably it's probably Huang. Yeah. Yeah, I think in isolation, but it is that Newcastle fixture. And and uh, I think a lot of people have been pointing out that people, you I mean, Huang's in your team as well, got him in for that Sheffield United game. But actually, the Newcastle game is probably more suited to him because Newcastle's defence is really proper bad. Yeah, and I, and I like I liked the game with 28 fixture as well against mm. Fulham for Huang, so yeah. it was... We're getting uh, content creators are getting bashed this week because mm-hmm. of the Huang blank, but uh, I'm hoping we'll have the last laugh. You know, Definitely. ask us again in two two weeks time. Yep. Um, duh, duh, duh. Chris Bingham, where can I get the first info on the projected fixtures for 34-37 after the FA Cup draw? Just look on Twitter. There'll be loads. <laughs> there'll be loads of people have analysed it. Just have a look on there, and have, 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 and the next day have a look on YouTube, Fancy Football Scouts channel, obviously. Um, and you're going to have lots of expert uh, advice on that. Um, Jason would rather go back to Richarlison at the moment and keep KDB. I don't know what that is in relation to. Oh, he. Oh, okay, I've got found his question. Uh, he's got KDB and Salah, and so he's waiting on news. So yeah, good going keeping Salah this time. So um, yeah, he's he's looking at Richarlison. I'm not sure what the question is there, but anyway. Um, yeah, I suppose else? it's just. Yeah. Maybe going Richarlison instead of Son, I guess. Yeah, yeah. 
could be. Yeah. yeah, I still, I still, yeah, I still think it's a close call. Okay. Um, FPL Spartans, he's got similar similar defensive issues as you. Um, if I make a defensive transfer, who do I bench? Between he's got to bench one of these. Okay, KDP, Gross or Wang? What the hell? What are these people with these benching decisions? Who do I bench? Messi, Pele, or whatever? Maradona. Yeah. Um, it's Wang again. I think don't bench yeah. the Broider. Yeah. yeah, poor poor Wang. He's yeah. uh he's fallen from grace very quickly. Yeah. Um, triple Brentford. Um, are you keen on Triple Brent? Tony Flecken, and any others? Yeah, four four twenty nine itself. Mm. Um, you know, I think Flecken, Regulon, Tony. Yep. Will be will be popular, especially yeah. those who free hit. Yeah. Um, you know, you free hit in twenty nine, you get triple Spurs, triple Brentford, triple Villa, mm. and and then fill in the gaps. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm gonna rattle through these ones here. Um, thank you, Solomon. You've given us uh, some lovely money um, here. I don't know what currency that's in though, but it's one hundred and sixty of it. Um, so I, I don't think that's pounds. Other that's me and you going for pints pints tonight, Joe. Then that's me. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I I think or I, I yeah it could be or half. <laughs> I'm partial yeah. to that. Bur- uh, birthday birthday drinks for you. Um, mind mind I can't even pronounce this. Uh, mind Zorgi, <laughs> mind Zorgi. Uh, gross Sasson or just roll. Um, I'd find it hard to sell gross at the yeah. moment. You know, bonus point, magna, and good fixture. So, yeah, penalties possibly as well. Yeah, I would just keep them. Righty. Oh, uh, another one here. John asked Gordon to Luis Diaz for free, free move to have to basically have some Liverpool attacking assets in the game. Um, a lot I of just, people have I got still, I still like Gordon. I still like him as a pick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, home to Wills. I think I would just keep him as well. Yeah. Um, they think the currency is yen, Japanese yen. So we've got 160 Japanese yen. Thanks a lot. Uh, Suleiman, thank you a lot. Cheers. Um, and um, got a question here. Uh, Richard asks, wildcard 28. Would you be tempted to wildcard 28? Yeah, because you were thinking about wildcarding. You could wildcard this week. But is there a merit in wildcarding 28? Because at least you, did there be a t- I, I think there might be a tendency to stock up on Bournemouth and Luton and and they're not sort of players you want too too long. Yeah, um, there's probably not a huge amount of difference between wildcard this week or 28. I think for me it would be, I'd be I'd be very tempted to get the bench boost out of the way with you know mm. a Bournemouth keeper ah. and a Luton keeper. So um, yeah, I think I, I think I prefer this week rather than okay. next week with the with the wildcard. Ha ah, uh, Suleiman, who's kindly given us 160 Japanese yen, has asked a question as well. So we, we're definitely going to answer that. Uh, Foden to Odegaard I'm going to say a no to that because Foden plays Manchester United next and he scored a hat-trick didn't he last time he played them at home Foden is just having his best ever FPL season yeah um, nine goals seven assists very kindly priced still yeah I don't I don't think you sell Foden not not for an Odegaard maybe yeah. maybe down the line you, you might turn him into a, a Salah or something like that yeah. but no keep keep Foden for now yep yeah, definitely so Suleiman that's the answer to that um, Odegaard is good Foden better and he's uh, uh, we've got to think at the moment the way it is Newcastle Manchester United these are good fixtures for attackers to face um, they're not their defences aren't in great shape so you know if you've got an attacker against them uh, really good. I think we've got some stats here about uh, Foden uh, from Dr. David, who I think we've had Dr. David in before. I think we established he wasn't a doctor. No, he was a doctor. He is a doctor. <laughs> Dr. David. Uh, Foden has nine goals. He's a doctor of Foden. Uh, he's got nine goals and four assists um, this stage last season. Um, so I don't know. Um, yeah. So doing well, doing well. Um, Suleiman says thank you as well. So thank you, Suleiman, as well. Yeah, thank you. I think I think we've got all of those questions there. It's always a bit of a flurry getting those questions in because some of them are questions without a question mark, and some of them do have a question mark. And I, um, yeah, and uh, but yeah, some good ones there. Hopefully, we managed to answer lots there. Um, not no more questions coming in, so I think we should call it a halt. Um, we've got some thinking to do this week, um, and we've got um, FA Cup games will dictate a lot of that, and they're going to dictate a lot of our trip strategy as well um 
And uh, just one final question has come in from um, Keltish, uh, Keltish Celt. Um, hold or get rid of Garnacho, or for who? Just I would, I would keep him because he might play in 21. Yeah, yeah. Just keep him. Um, but in my mind, he's always been a an eighth attacker mm. rather than a seventh attacker, yeah. and I, I still I still feel comfortable with that. And uh, just before we go, actually, you you put the captaincy on Haaland. I'm so used to seeing the captaincy on Haaland as well. Of course, this week you've got Saka against Sheffield United. You've got Foden and and De Bruyne as well, also like Haaland against Manchester United. Um, Solanke, pretty good fixture. Luton, pretty good fixture. And so it goes on. Um, My captain, like you, is on Haaland, but I'm also Saka curious this week, but probably more on Haaland. But John David asks, who, you know, are we going to stick with that, we think? Yeah, I think I'll be on Haaland. You know, I think by start of the season, you know, first 14 or 15 game weeks, I think I captain Haaland every week, maybe bar one. And it's served me quite well. And I've just kind of gone back to the perma Haaland captain approach. I know he hasn't been finishing every chance recently, but I'm just happy to see him getting in those positions. And, and before long, he'll be 100% sharp again. Yeah. And there'll be, you know, braces and hat-tricks. So, yeah, yeah pretty sure, even though it's against my own team, uh, the armband will probably stay there. Definitely. Um, thanks so much for joining me. Um, it's good to get your thoughts, um, the team, especially thoughts, because as you know, uh, my management style is very similar to yours. So um, and that's probably why we're so similar in the rankings at the moment. We make very similar decisions um, there. Um, just reminding to everyone, do press that like button, do remember to subscribe and do check out fantasyfootballscout.co.uk for all the latest membership offers to help you um, get access to those tools and gadgets to climb up your mini leagues. Um, thanks a lot for your time. Thanks for joining us in the live chat. Thanks for all your questions. Um, Take care. Good luck with the game week and uh, stay tuned for all the latest content this week for get 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 all the update of uh, pre-cup games and after-cup games and what we're going to be doing. But Mark, good luck. See you soon. Cheers, all.